Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. This week we're going to be talking about dating app insults, redundancy rumours, other people's bad parenting, and strippers at stag dues. Our first question this week. Dear Viv, I was talking to a guy on Happen who seemed really nice, but when I said I didn't want to meet up, he started making jibes about my weight and saying he wasn't interested anyway. It's not the first time that this has happened, but it still hits me hard. Should I pay attention to what he said? Oh, for goodness sake, what on earth is Happen? Happen, I'm guessing, must be some kind of dating appen, I presume, I give up. It it so happens that I don't particularly approve of dating apps or happens. uh, And your question amply illustrates why. Just the mention of happen, though, has made me feel about 157 years old. So thanks for that. And I feel like writing to Dear Viv myself and saying, Dear Viv, I just can't seem to get used to the number of ridiculously named dating apps. I can't keep up with them. It's making me feel really old. What is happening in the world? I digress. Thank you for your question. It's an important question. One, I think lots of people who use these apps will be asking themselves is, you know, how do you deal with basically it's trolling in another form. So my gut response already answers part of your question, uh, which is really, you know, be really careful using these apps. And we'll get to what this idiot said in a moment. But let's look at the context. Dating apps are weird. I am sorry to say this, if anyone is finding that they're bringing meaning and joy into their lives, good luck to you if that's the case. But even at their best, and I'm not quite sure what that best might be, these apps are incredibly odd. Uh, And I think they can be slightly dangerous sometimes for your mental health. So they shouldn't be used really by anyone who's feeling fragile or vulnerable in any way, which is really all of us sometimes. By that, I definitely don't mean, by the way, that there's anything weird or odd about using them because everyone is and they have become part of life, apart from extremely old people like me. Um, But they are a strange kind of digital market in human flesh and faces. Don't forget that. I'm sorry to say that um, if it offends anyone, but they are. So by all means, use them. But never, ever forget that dating apps 
are an unusual way of interacting and it's possibly even slightly inhuman, this kind of interaction. Are you going to let your self-esteem be defined by an app that can't even spell happen correctly? It's happen, not happen, you stupid happen. So that's the first rule for you. Be careful how you use these things. If anything, I would say expect abuse and difficult interactions and proceed accordingly and self-protectingly. These apps offer an anonymity that can be a cover for bad behaviour. Your new friend is just inhabiting the territory, or in the language of happen, inhabiting territory. He has followed the rules of the app. Be anonymous, speak your mind, act wounded if you're hurt, walk away. I'm not criticising you for saying you didn't want to meet up with him. Thank God you didn't want to meet up with him. But can you not see what's going on here? You rejected him, rightly so, and he was hurt. So he fought back and tried to hurt you. He succeeded. Now you've both rejected each other. It's like two five-year-old children in the playground. Can I be your friend? No. Well, I never wanted to be your friend anyway. You smell. This man has said the equivalent to you of a five-year-old running up to you and saying, you smell. It's up to you to decide whether to believe that or not and whether to do something about it. He obviously hit a nerve, so if you are uncomfortable about your weight, do something about it. But do it because you want to and not because someone has inflicted a drive-by dating app insult on you. And in the meantime, I think go easy on your use of these sites. They do require a lot of resilience and a sense of humour to get the best out of them. And we don't all always have those two things close at hand, especially after a long and stressful day at work. So remember, when it comes to who you interact with and what weight you give to their words, you are in control of what happens in your life. Don't waste your time on losers. Our second question this week. Dear Viv, there's a rumour at work that the company will be merging with another and making redundancies. We haven't officially been told anything and I know our boss will deny rumours so that none of us jump ship, but I'm wondering if I should look for another job as I can't afford to be unemployed. How can I get my boss to fess up? Oh, dear rumour-loving employee, you express the insecurities of many, many people, but this is an easy one. How can I get my boss to fess up? You can't. This is one of my favourite bugbears, trying to control everything at work and win at being in charge. You can't. You can't be in control and you can't win. I'm sorry. You can only respond to the information that you have to hand. And the information in this case has not been released yet and may not be released for some time. I don't want to get all Dalai Lama on you, but your situation is a metaphor for life. We're not allowed to know what will happen to us in one hour's time, let alone next week or next year. We're not allowed to know how or when we will die or the thing everyone really wants to know, whether everything will turn out OK. We're definitely not allowed to know whether one day we might find ourselves facing redundancy or long-term unemployment. We might, we might not. I know these things are things that you don't want to hear and you probably have had a heart attack by now uh, since I said the words long-term unemployment. But the reality is your boss probably doesn't know what's going on. In these situations, everything usually happens very last minute. Uh, even the key players don't know what's going on until some crucial point has been reached. So there's no point in trying to second guess it and there's no point in trying to save yourself. 
if something bad is going to happen, it's going to happen and there is nothing you can do about it. So what we're looking at here is the difficulty of living with uncertainty. I imagine you are scared of far more than this idea, I can't afford to be unemployed. At the risk of giving you further cardiac disruption, there are a million scenarios here. You could be asked to take a pay cut in the merger. Your boss might be fired and replaced with someone you hate. You might get demoted. You might even have to re-interview for your own job. So humiliating. On the other hand, you might get offered redundancy and have a massive payoff that allows you to travel the world for a year. You might get a promotion and a pay rise in the merger. You might get offered another job when a rival company realizes how much change is happening in your company. You might even end up as your boss. Then you would be your own boss. The point is things are going to happen and you will not be in charge of them. The only thing you can be in charge of is your response. And your response at the moment should be to stay away from gossip and rumour because they will drive you insane. And I speak from experience here. As many years ago, I worked in a company that went through a huge takeover. And I can report that these things take far longer than anyone ever expects. In the company where I worked, it took 18 months for anything to be resolved. It was 18 months of rumour, gossip, what if this, what if that? And it's completely unbearable. Ignore it. Do not participate. Walk away from conversations if you have to. Yes, I would say look for another job because it will give you back some measure of control and it can't hurt. But mostly keep your head down. Stop trying to know things before they even exist and support your poor boss. Try and be zen. This too shall pass. You will survive it. This is what the Dalai Lama would say and he is never wrong about anything. Question three this week. My goddaughter is four years old and a total charmer. Her parents really spoil her and treat her with chocolate on such a regular basis that it's a very normal part of her diet. But if she asks for chocolate at any point, they tell her off and say she's getting fat, which is definitely not a helpful comment to make to a four-year-old. It's a really hypocritical thing to do because at four years old, she's obviously not buying the chocolate for herself anyway, and they have complete control over her diet. I am gagging to say something to them about this. How can I put it in a nice way? Oh no, lovely concerned godmother trying to protect chocolate-eating goddaughter. This is really sad, bless you. Um, It's good that you care and that you're noticing these things. That's your role as a godparent. And you are, incidentally, already a better godparent than I am. My godmothering consists of me constantly forgetting my godson's birthday to the extent I think he doesn't even know that I'm his godmother anymore. That is not good godparenting. I'm not a role model for good godparenting. It sounds like you might be. So let's try and figure out the right thing to do here. I usually have a gut reaction to these situations where I would be screaming at you, yes, intervene, this is a life in therapy waiting to happen, or no, don't say anything, you'll wreck your relationship with the parents. But in this case, I'm slightly torn, I think, by the tone of your letter, because you sound quite reasonable, and I think your friends must also be quite reasonable. I need to know more about your relationship with the parents and with the child. I would need to know ideally whether you're a parent yourself, because if you do decide to say something to the parents, it's going to be much easier if you can relate it to your own experience. If you come at this as someone who doesn't have children, telling someone who does have children how to raise theirs, that is not going to end well. 
And whilst I hope that the chocolate hypocrisy is an isolated incident, I do somehow doubt it. And I think this child really needs someone sensible like you in her life, maybe to turn to later. Don't risk the possibility of the parents pulling away from you because they see you as too judgmental. So painful though it is for me to say, I think you might have to sit tight on this one. I absolutely agree with you that what the parents are doing is wrong, but it is their child and they can do what they want. I think that unless a child is in physical danger, the risk of undermining your relationship with them and their relationship with their child is just too great. However, if there is any way you can make a joke of this and point out their hypocrisy, that might work. So when she next asks for chocolate, say, I can't believe you're saying no to her when you give her chocolate the whole time. It must be very confusing being four years old. But only you will know whether you know her parents well enough to say that in the right way and maybe make them look at their behaviour without having to state something overtly. Godparenting is a thing you get into for the long haul, don't you? Um, I hope so anyway. I have a lot of years of forgotten birthdays to make up for. And before anyone reports me for child cruelty to my godson, um, he has a lot of other really great godparents who basically let me off the hook. Godparenting is a job for life. And hopefully one day far into the future, you and your lovely goddaughter can have a good laugh about how hypocritical and annoying her parents are. So you will be able to have this conversation, yes, but possibly not until your goddaughter is old enough to order a chocolate mousse in a restaurant herself. In the meantime, keep your counsel and keep on being as loving and positive a force as you obviously already are. Our last question this week. Dear Viv, my boyfriend is the best man at his friend's wedding and has booked them into a strip club for the stag do. I've told him I'm not comfortable with this, but he isn't taking me seriously and says it's just a bit of fun. I feel really horrible about this. I don't want to be a naggy girlfriend, and I hate the fact that my boyfriend is someone who would do this. No, 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 no! Did I say no enough times? No, no! It's a big fat no for the strippers from Dear Viv, I'm afraid. Stags, come on, say no to strippers. Every pore of my being screams this. I cannot believe your boyfriend has put you in this position at the very, very least, and it really is scant consolation, almost as scant as the clothes in which the strippers will not be dressed. At the very least, your boyfriend could have done this secretly and made sure you never found out about it. Well, why on earth didn't he pretend that someone else made him do this or he only did it because it's what the groom really wants? Anything but tell you that he chose to do this and is now representing it as just a bit of fun. I wonder, though, if there's more going on here than meets the eye. Only you can know what sort of person your boyfriend really is and whether he is a good person and someone worthy of your time and attention or not. <laughs> Let, let's give him the benefit of the doubt for now. Is it possible that he really didn't want to book them the strip club, but that there are others in the group who pressurised him into doing it? Is it possible he can't quite admit that to himself so he's pretending it's all okay and it's a bit of fun it would be good if he could at least admit this if that is the case and then you could have a conversation about it because whilst I think peer pressure especially peer pressure to attend a strip club is disgusting (laughs) 
There is nothing shameful about giving in to peer pressure. Sometimes it's happened to all of us. I'm not saying I've been to a strip club. Um, so, But let's be generous and assume that this might have happened because of peer pressure. And I think that sort of slightly lets him off the hook if that is the case. On the other hand, though, your boyfriend is the best man. He's in charge. He's able to call the shots. The best man is in a position of leadership and responsibility. Okay, yes, he may well be the leader of a pack of basically gorillas, but he is still the leader. He has failed as leader by not saying, I think going to a strip club is tacky. We're going to do something much better. I don't know what that something is, by the way, which is why I'm not a best man. But my point is, brutally, in either of these scenarios, your boyfriend comes out as a weak man who is not averse to going to a strip club. And I don't really want you to be with that kind of boyfriend. I point to your own words. I hate the fact that my boyfriend is someone who would do this. That's your words. That is what you need to focus on. Never mind what he does and where he's taking them on the stag do. Is this the person for you? What do you really think? No one, including me, can tell you if what he's done is okay or if it isn't okay. Only you can know that. And I kind of think you already know. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon and sign in to thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we see you there. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.